Got that. Thank you. We could just we could do that and a button, like a Twitter button. That we can just... <laughs> uh, yeah, just like do that, pop that into people's streams randomly. <laughs> we, we could use that as an end of her in our Shikari streams. Yeah. <laughs> totally fun. All right, are you guys ready? Let's yeah. try this again. All right. Please stop growling. Three, two, one. What's up, guys? I'm Kiri. I'm Meru. I'm Pan Phone Cat. Alice here. And this is Shikari! Yeah! I can't anymore. Killing me. Oh my god. So um today we have a really exciting episode. I was pretty stoked. Um and it's funny because we literally just kind of like nailed this down last night. So like twenty four hours before we decided to record this podcast, we decided Something on what like the topic that. was gonna be. So um I got a call on my way home from our little meetup that we were doing our collectibles. And I lost my mind because I have a really cool one, but I want all the rest of you to go first because all of you have such like interesting and really diverse kind of like things that you collect. Um, and so, yeah, I don't. This is definitely the coolest. How how did you guys <laughs> come up with this idea last night? By the way. Um, I don't even. <laughs> I think that was mostly on Alice. She just like she was just like, like hey, this is a thing. Let's do that. We were all like, yeah, yeah, let's <laughs> let's do that thing. That's a great thing. That was we a really good idea. We were talking about pop vinyls, which is funny because none of us are actually talking about none of pop us picked vinyls it. today. <laughs> I only have two. So but know. we were talking about things that, oh, because of the little Minecraft things. Because of, like, the little mystery boxes that you get from the store and, oh. and like, the ponies or the Minecraft stuff. I was opening some Minecraft ones, and we were talking about collecting different things and, like, what is it that you absolutely need to have all of. Or can you, because with the Minecraft, I literally only wanted the wolf. I bought three of them just so that I could hopefully get the wolf, but I ha- I don't need to go get all six or eight or however many there are. Right. So the things that we decided to focus on were literally things that we must have all of them. Yes. Well, I don't be- know that mine's all, I don't think I can ever have all of Right. I don't think the rest of us can either, but I feel like if we stopped somewhere and they had one of our things, we'd be like, oh my god, we're having the thing. (laughs) Well, I feel like there's a building that has all of them, and if I take that particular building over... Right. Right. I have all of them. So, Alice, (laughs) let's start with you. Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about, like, what you collect and why you collect it? Uh, Well, I collect books, as it has been pointed out to me. It's true. It's true. She, she's been she's posting in the Discord channel. Yeah, posting all of these photos of her books. And oh my God. It's amazing. I, I have a lot of books. I've always been a fast reader. So it started out really as more of a people would buy me books and I would be 
done them so quickly. I need more books. I need more books now. Feed me, feed me, feed me more books. Feed me Seymour. Yes, <laughs> Seymour. <laughs> so it's just become this thing. And then I that's sort of where I leapt into comic book collecting. So I also have a huge collection of comic books. And just pretty much anything in print, important magazines that I that are relevant to current events I keep preserved not in wax but <laughs> so I, I, I want to say lot. like in your photo there's got to be at least like a couple hundred in between the three photos that you've sent us right I mean oh, like oh, two just the ones that aren't in storage right <laughs> just of what's offhand, like just ready to go <laughs> just ready to go she's got like 200 sitting like on a shelf within her vicinity right now this is fine and I and most of them, impressively, have been read, probably, by her, if I'm correct. Oh, yeah, there's just the one floor stack that's relatively new since Christmas that I haven't gotten through yet. Have you been to, like, any of the major libraries in the U.S.? Or anywhere, really? Um, sort of funny, funny story. I wanted to be a librarian. <laughs> like that new TV show on TV? She could totally pull <laughs> off, like, the super hot librarian look, too. I really should, wanted yeah. to be a librarian. <laughs> so bad i spent all of my time in high school like i spent my lunches and my free periods all the time that all the other kids were hanging out and doing not ridiculously nerdy things i spent that time in the library you know and i, I love that i wasn't even a library aide but i the librarian was just like okay well if you're gonna be here you might as well learn how to catalog all this <laughs> like you should help me it's kind of <laughs> hilarious because i spent my time in high school capitalizing on the nerds that lived in the library i sold them coffee we started like a coffee shop in the library <laughs> oh my god awesome. so, so i kind of love how we all fit into our roles so simplistically in this, in this little scenario so i'm sorry keep going that was funny <laughs> Yeah, I really wanted to be a librarian, and apparently it takes a master's in library sciences, and that is just more money than I have. It's such a niche degree. I actually have a friend who's a librarian. Well, it's so hard to get into a library because... That's it's oh, basically yeah. a lifer position. Well, that can, yeah, I was going to say, like, nobody <laughs> dies in libraries. Like, you have no nobody stress in your job. <laughs> for you to get in there and to spend all that money on a master's degree that basically you have one job. <laughs> you had one job! <laughs> it, it doesn't seem worth it. But yeah, that was like, if I could, if I had a dream job, that I, it would be a librarian. And a re- I, oh, I spent so much time in the university library. And just like wandering around it, looking at all the books and trying to get, trying to see how far I could get in the restricted section before somebody stopped me. Have, but, you, yeah. have you been to the Library of Congress before? I have not. It's oh, on the book. That was my bucket list item. That was one of them. And I went and ended up, they, they don't let you, now I'm going to give you a tip on how to sneak in because <laughs> they don't just let you in, apparently. Um, to, to get into the Library of Congress, you have to generally be a student studying something. You have to have, like, a, a deep need to be in there, right? Not just, like, I just need to be in there, because that doesn't work. I tried that. I need to be in. <laughs> I need to be in, you. That doesn't work. The old lady gave me this look, like, you're a moron, go away. And uh, you have to sneak downstairs, like, through all these tunnels underneath D.C. to get to this one, like, room buried under the streets that, like, you can get a library card from them. 
and you just tell them you're researching something. Just whatever, I don't know, pick some, literally anything. The lady down in that room does not care. She just wants you in and out of her office as quickly as possible. Then you got to go to not the lady that you talked to in the first place. You got to go show the ID to some other person on a different floor so you can get into the thing. Don't, don't, uh, don't go there without a library card. (laughs) (laughs) They will arrest you. Studying libraries. Because I feel like I have a library. I mean, I've got tons. I have leather bound collector's editions. I have signed editions. I have, oh, well, okay. Let's face it. Most of my stuff is first edition. Duh. I'm a snob. <laughs> You're a <laughs> book snob. That's amazing. Yes. I've picked up books at yard sales and my mom will be like, oh, you know, what do you think of this? And I'll open up the cover and I'll see like second edition or second oh, printing. And- second edition. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Get that away from me. I don't even want to touch that. No. <laughs> it's printed on inferior paper. <laughs> second class. Take it away. <laughs> Uh, that's that's awesome i i love books i'm obsessed with books but man i am nowhere near on your level honey like (laughs) i thought i thought library of congress was like my bucket list item like i should have like gotten out of the way and been like alice please you go first (laughs) do do the thing we could plan a shikari trip (laughs) oh my god yes because i want to go back I need to sneakily get a new library card because mine expired, but it's fine. I feel like it's all four of us just going there full force in that lady's office. She'll do anything to get rid of us. Right. She's one like, of us oh will just God, hold her down. Away. <laughs> I'll take a library card for life. Just never come back. Since I've been, I can hold her down and you guys can just run in the doors. It's fine. <laughs> it's <Okay>. totally fine. <laughs> so, Kat... Um, I think you should go next. We can kind of like maneuver from like books to fancy things. Ooh, hey, fancy I things. I have collector's leather bound editions. Those are fancy. Uh, okay, book snob, that's enough. Comment <laughs> <laughs> <it> down. <laughs> so, of course, like we start talking about, you know, collectibles and, and you know, the first things you start to think about are, um, just the obvious stuff, comic books and, and, and paraphernalia. And I collect nerds yeah. and nerd things. And I do mean the people, in fact. She I collects collect them. them. All I, of them. I collect them, put them in my little pouch. How many do you have now? Uh, I have like 165 <laughs> Twitter followers. <laughs> so it's kind of getting serious. Right. Um, but it's Hardcore great. collector. <laughs> Super hardcore. And they're all people that I really care about because they're amazing. So it's it's just great. But, you know, we're starting to try, you know, try and think of, you know, the unique things that kind of put me into who I am and what I do and the things that I collect. And uh, if, if, you know, people don't know me, when I was in college, I got my um, bachelor's degree in art history and communications. So... After college, at some point, I worked for the Sangre de Cristo Art Center in Pueblo for about a year, changing over probably 30 exhibits in the course of a year, because they have like seven gallery spaces. Wow. And um, they change them four times a year for the seasons. What? And a couple of, you know, obviously, like, because of, because it's sometimes local artists or whoever that do um, some of the exhibits you can purchase their artwork. So I've started slowly collecting, like I have to have my hands on these artists that like 
give me, I'm like, I need, I need all of these things in my life. And so I have slowly accumulated actual pieces of like, you know, artists artwork. Um, Alice actually being one of them, even though she won't <laughs> tell you she's an artist, I actually keep her artwork. Um, I have several pieces by her specifically. Um, nice. And then there were, there's, um, they do this whole show. So there's this whole show that they do um, around Christmas at the San Francisco Art Center that is called Own Your Own. And the whole point is to gather a lot of different artists into one place in this beautiful space for you, them to display things and sell them so you can buy them and give them as Christmas presents, basically. So asking for a goat, how do you <laughs> get into one of these things? Like, just to buy things? No, or like, to, to sell them? Like, to just be in the art show? Like, how would you get into one of those? Um, You know, you kind of... So so theirs is around probably the middle of the year, I think, they start opening up their, um, uh, like, submission process. You just have to, like, submit just kind of a small bio, a little bit of your artwork. That's it's cool. not super hard. And um, there's a lot of really amazing artists and a lot of really supportive people in there. So definitely tell him to keep his eyes open for that because it's actually really amazing. It's a good way to start getting your name out there because you can put your price tag on it. So you can be like, okay, 20 bucks for this. Or if you want, you know, once you get your name more established, you can start asking more or things like that. And um, the people who go to it, you start to get your name out. And it's absolutely amazing. That's cool. And, so, how yeah, do, and so what kind of art do you prefer like what kind of styles do you enjoy um so i mean if people know me they know i I really like lean towards super kind of classical type stuff um like i was specifically focused on um greek and ancient arts in college but nowadays for art i purchase it's stuff that is um i love like uh like ink prints sort of like kind of like the process that you do for like screen printing on t-shirts you do it in art form that's cool and one of the artists i purchased at own your own the year that i worked it was this guy named justin miller and i remember the specific painting because we worked there we got like the first sampling like we kind of got our eyes on everything first and we could put things aside for ourselves <laughs> and isn't that of the course, best of working somewhere? That's it's the absolutely whole amazing. Point like, of working it somewhere. It was perfect. It was amazing. So they're like, you can kind of like put a couple things aside for yourself. And I remember laying my eyes on this piece that he calls um, Redhead with Berries. And it's this, you know, this bird with these berries in its mouth and like a branch. And it's so just simple and elegant and just That's absolutely gorgeous. Right. No, absolutely. <laughs> and it's, it's just so beautiful and elegant. And they actually put it on the flyer for own your own was that specific piece by justin miller and so everyone kept coming into the gallery like where's this piece and i'm like oh it's already gone no idea it's totally fine it's gone not somebody bought it buy it already (laughs) this is fine (laughs) so that piece is hanging in my living room and i love every freaking second of it because it's just perfect and elegant and beautiful and but like this is just fun how you get to like get your hands on these things that are just one of a kind and beautiful. And I mean, I I literally could just like gush and talk about all of it all day, every day. And there's like fun people who make these cool little like collage type situations that are absolutely amazing. Uh, Zoe Ace was one of them. And they also make like uh, magnets for my, I have for my uh, fridge 
and I just I, I got so many awesome like fun collectibles and just cool things to look at and so my house is a hodgepodge of just cool like fun artwork and I just I can't even get enough of it I can't ever stop collecting it because there's just so much amazing stuff out there in the world that I want to keep for myself and share with other people. So, so we were talking about this before we started a bit and we had mentioned the, you know, we all kind of buy like art at like conventions and stuff too. And I don't buy a ton. I'm very, I'm crazy particular about my art, like crazy particular. And I don't have any one style I like, and there's no, like, it's mostly color. I'm more into color than, than Mm -hmm. any other thing about a particular kind of painting. Um, but is there any, like, I don't know, artists at Denver Comic Con or any of the other ones that you're super into? So I, uh, I, I just like totally peruse all of the artists booths at all of the different conventions because there's just some amazing stuff out there. Um, there was one artist I found at DCC a couple of years ago that did all of the Ninja Turtles in the style of all of the Colorado um, sports teams. <laughs> so oh, I cool. obviously bought. Because Donatello is my favorite Ninja Turtle, so I obviously bought one of his pieces that was Donatello as the Rockies player, because the Rockies are my favorite, right. and Donatello is my and favorite. Purple. And it was made for me. Like, that whole thing was made for me. It was absolutely made for her. Um, but one guy that I push and shove at people, like, I don't care what they think, I just push and shove him, is, um, his name is Robert Esslinger, and his style is very unique and I just I I eat and just breathe his artwork because I think it's gorgeous it has this very um Rorschachy like drip painting style to it that's just a whole different point of view that I have probably at least 10 of his prints and then I have just given everybody because it's so like like, at least five yeah I have like I've (laughs) given her like five I just and I'm like, oh, it's it's a thing you like, and because it's a whole new take on that specific character. Because I think I've given oh, you a Transformers one, and like an Alice in Wonderland one, and like all these other ones. Because he just takes a whole new like light to it, and it's just unbelievable and breathtaking. And those are the kinds of things I love. I I just I love it when somebody takes something that everyone has seen and puts a whole new light on it. I think that's just the most amazing thing in the whole world. So I just I eat, sleep, and breathe like everything he does. And I push it at people as often as I can. That's so cool. If you didn't know you needed this, you need it now. It's in your life now. <laughs> you get a thing and you're gonna keep it, you're gonna love you it. You get a thing and you get a thing. <laughs> I am I am Oprah with Robert Essinger's art like for days. For days. Maria, are there any like artists that you particularly like to pick up at any of the conventions we go to? You know, I've I've never really bought art because I don't have a lot of space for art mm-hmm. but I will always try and buy prints of like at least friends that I know and um, I have a few and I can't remember offhand like when I worked at the uh, Comic Con or not Comic Con Comic Fest a couple years ago at DCC I had a bunch of people give me art and I just That's awesome. sadly remember some of their names <laughs> I'm really bad <laughs> with artist names too I just I'm, know I'm okay. like I, had, I like that I picture Stan do like three different he does he's done like three or four characters for me and i just adore his stuff it's so great and matt Campbell, who does a lot of the like badge artwork for dcc and the programs his stuff is so Mm -hmm. good but one particular painting that i have on display in my office is actually by my niece tara nova night cosplay yeah yeah, yeah. she drew she painted is the tardis and it has three daleks on it and above it in chinese is written exterminate (laughs) wow that's amazing that's cool it's like the coolest thing I have, and that's, that's awesome. I should post a picture of it sometime. She just painted it, and I was like, I, I can have that. 
That's mine, no. She was like, sure. That's mine. This is for me now. <laughs> and I can't remember the artist that you were talking about, the guy that does the robots. Oh, oh, that is it's... like, he's like my favorite. I look for him every time we go to Denver Comic-Con, and I... The, the first year we went, I got two of his pictures, and there was a third one that I was missing, and I, I think it was the robot. I think and I was robot. like, I need... tree and people. Yes. I was like, I need the robot. I need that one thing. And then sure enough, like, we went last year, and I bought I bought that, because he had ran out by the time I got into his, his booth. So yeah, I got the two I wanted, I followed him for a year, and then finally picked it up again at the next Denver <laughs> Comic Con. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to buy more. I just I have like... no idea where I'm going to put them. <laughs> I like th- to think to myself that when you stalk them for one specific thing, it has to be flattering and right. not creepy, right. is how I like to view it. Like, it's really not creepy that I'm just yeah. going to stalk you until you give me this very one specific piece that I want. I think we even uh, told him that. He was like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I've been following him for like a year, and I was like, it's fine, I've been looking for you everywhere, like every convention I go to. <laughs> I think he was flattered. I he love- didn't seem creeped out. <laughs> I feel like artists are good about that kind of stuff. Like, they just take it, they're like, wow that's so sweet and it's not creepy <laughs> like it's it's and to them they're just like no it's actually very flattering that you've you've gone through all this effort to find me and find this one thing and i will absolutely do everything i can to help you get that thing <laughs> yeah he was super nice and then he was super excited and he's like yeah come back and see me next year and i'm like i will <laughs> i will see you every year I, know. Yeah. I don't have a lot of room for art but i think i want to buy his magnets because he has all the paintings in like a magnet know. form and I kind of collect magnets too, so I'm like, magnets. Oh, I know. Those are what I'm probably going to go for next, also, because I'm running out of space on my walls. I need your magnets, thank you. Oh, yeah. you guys need more space on your walls, right? Especially when I start, you know, throwing Robert Essling or stuff. I mean, I have vertical space, space but I feel like that starts to look weird. <laughs> Winter is coming. Full now. I have ceiling space. Hang them on the ceiling. I could, I yeah, but I feel like that would start to look weird. <laughs> No, it's fine. Right, it's this whole encompassing. It's fine. (laughs) Guys, I'm sorry. I bought more art. (laughs) Your garage is just filled with them. You're like, what? Don't look up. This is fine. (laughs) Just giving you all horse blinders when you come into my house from now on. Oh, good. Uh, Perfect. So, Maru, we're going to talk about kind of epically large collections of things. I feel like we need to talk about yours next. <laughs> epically large collections of things. I do have an epically large collection of something. Huge tracks of collections. Huge <laughs> tracks of things. Video games. Uh, yeah. So I my, I collect a lot of little random things, like we, magnets, like I said, pins, lanyards from conventions, but my stickers, like buttons, stickers, buttons, pigs. Button, button, who's got the button? Pigs and piglet things. Yes, I need a little bag as a pig. I need a Tila butt. That's the pen I need. I want the shark. (laughs) Give it to me. I know, this comes up at every convention. I want your butt! I want your shark! And he's like, he backs away from us now. He doesn't like to be around us anymore. I did actually try to steal it from other people that had it. I was like, ah, give me that. I've tried to take it off his lanyard like five times. And like I'll just and I I succeeded in getting one off one time and like he's like looking at me and we're talking and I'm like oh this is fine and I start to put it on mine and he's like wait a second <laughs> it's fine <laughs> I why he freaked out when I tried to get the shark one off of mm-hmm. yep I had already 
uh, molested his lanyard for his pins. <laughs> you know, that's fine. We just talk about molestation. <laughs> I'm your sorry. lanyard is my lanyard. <laughs> Let's continue with your collection. <laughs> that we aren't stealing from other people. <laughs> yeah, not stolen from other people. For now. <laughs> for now. Bought my own. But uh, our, our biggest collection in this household would have to be video games. And essentially, we're kind of the snobs too, like with the first editions, like, you know, you buy games digitally now. Yeah. But we like to have the physical copy of it. Oh, heck yes. Um, so I have a bookshelf actually sitting right next to me that has five books on it. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of it is video games. <laughs> so I feel like you now need to segue into exactly how many. Um... <laughs> The, the waiver. Um. Um, probably over a thousand. Oh Not just on this bookshelf. Um, we have them in boxes and in other places, but all the way Maybe? back from like Dreamcast. Yes, in other places. It started to spill over into my movie collection area, which is not good because I'm running out of space for those too. Oh my god. <laughs> probably a thousand. All the way back from like Super Nintendo. Regular Nintendo, Dreamcast, PlayStation 1, all the way through. We don't have PlayStation 4. We're working on that. We don't have any PlayStation 4 games because we don't have one, but all the way from the original Xbox to Xbox One. Wow. I'm, like, looking at it, and I'm slightly disgusted right now. (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about her stuff, too, before this, and I was like, yeah, I have, like, 200-something, like, Steam games, right? And then I have, like... Like a box of Atari games and like a box of like Super NES and I think a 360 and a couple of other, you know, consoles in between. But like the bulk of my collection is my Steam games. And I'm pretty sure like, Kat, where are you sitting at with your Steam games? Oh, God, that's embarrassing compared to you guys. It's like 20. Right. And then Alice, where are you at? Uh, Maybe 10. Yeah. Yeah. So the rest of us were like, you know, oh, we have, you know, maybe... A few hundred games, maybe 50 or something like that, right? And then, like, Tiffany's like, no, it's fine. It's, like, a thousand. <laughs> it's, like, a thousand. And on, it's like, fine. On, on Steam, I have, like, 116, but then our Xbox, each of our Xboxes have two hard drives full. Of so those are the <laughs> oh, online <gosh>. ones. <laughs> and then, yeah, I have, like, a thousand. So what's your favorite genre of game? Like, what is the thing you have the most of? My favorite. See, that's different because our, our collection is obviously two people's collection. Right, but he doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fine. He is I you. Would, you he are is, him. He is you. One. I'd have to say that my favorite genre of game is going to have to be like RPG. So I have like a lot of the original Final Fantasies. Oh, yeah. And all of the Final Which Fantasies. one's your favorite, though, Maru? Oh, my God. Eight. Yes! Mm-hmm. Finally! Seven. It's not seven. Yes. I like seven, but Final Fantasy eight is my favorite. Yes, that's I the think, jam. <laughs> I think eight was the very first Final Fantasy I played, so it has a very special place in my eight heart. Eight was my I first too. Seven, but I think eight was the first one I played. So eight, like eight, is really gr- like eight and seven are just like in my heart. Forever. I heard you so much. Squall and Renoa. It's just ah, oh, it's so good. I was Squall. I was so into graphics, so I needed to like. I needed the good graphics, and everybody's like seven, seven. I was like, those graphics are crap. Like I was such a like I was such a snob back in the day. I was like, I upgraded from my Atari for a reason. Yeah, 
one in like this, like the cutscenes, and then the Guardian forces. Oh, it's so like, good! Oh, they're so good. I could talk about Final Fantasy VIII for days, but <laughs> I, have, I think I have all the Final Fantasies now, except for like the fourteen and fifteen, the newest ones. But, I have yeah. zero, but I haven't played it yet. Is that good? Yeah, that's fine. You haven't played no. really Final Fantasy. We could breach you into it. I have all of them. Yeah, because <laughs> I've always wanted to play it, and that one was um, on sale, so I picked it up, but I haven't played it yet. Yeah. You, I you have... seriously haven't played Final Fantasy? Never. Like, ever? No. no. Ever. I play 7 at my house. So, funny story about 7 in my life. Um, so, obviously, you know, there it's PS1, and then I have a PS2 that's backwards compatible, so I can play old PS1 right. games. And I used to have a copy of Final Fantasy VII. And when I, I've had roommates pretty much, you know, since I was first moved out of my house. But, you know, because it's just more, you know, financially friendly. But one year I had somebody live with me who was an old friend from high school. And I'm pretty sure when she had her boyfriends living with me part time as well, they took my game, my Final Fantasy VII, which is almost impossible to replace at some point because they're so in high demand, that they took it and sold it. <gasps> and wow. I was devastated because I'm like, this is a game that I cared about and I loved and I took care of. And I was I was just devastated that I didn't have this game anymore. That is and not so, right. Yeah, so the same people who bought me the uh, Apotheon game uh, that I was streaming recently bought, like managed, like they, they stumbled upon a used game center and happened to find it. Cause I couldn't find it online or anywhere for less than a hundred dollars. And I'm like, I'm not spending a hundred dollars to replace a game that was stolen from me. Right. So I'm like, okay, like I need to do this. And, uh, they managed to find it at, uh, Veja games here in town for like what? 30 bucks and they bought what? it for me for like my birthday or Christmas. And so I finally got it back and I'm just like, Oh my God, like binge playing it because it was just the happiest day of my life to have finally have it back for so that, not a million dollars. That happened with oblivion for me. <sighs> when I went through a breakup, I thought oblivion was gone and missed it for like eight months. Right. So finally gave in and I bought like, I don't know, the, like the update to like Skyrim came out that like super fancy graphic version of it. And I was like, Ugh, I'm a given and just buy oblivion. Cause I need to have it. I need to have it. Yeah. And then like a month after I bought it on steam, I found it. And I literally was next to tears when I found it. You have no idea. Like that is my all time sure. favorite hands down game. And when I found it in my house, I was like, I do have it still. And it's the original. It's like special edition. Oh my God. Yeah. I understand. So, I get the feels. Yeah. We all, we all have the feels about the game. Like there's that, the one who got away yep. in the game world. <laughs> The saddest game I'm ever sad that I got rid of was called Pandemonium on the PlayStation One. Oh, oh! So not buy it anymore. So what was that game? It was this weird platformer game where you could play as three different characters, and one like one was a jester, and one kind of like a Harley Quinn character, but it was like super weird. What? Super weird. But I'm sad. I feel like we need to find this game and you need to stream it now. Pandemonium, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) On PlayStation, if we could find it, yeah. I have a lot of games that are all in alphabetical order, so if you guys... I think it was Tabby that she came over and she was staying. She, like, stayed with me for, like, a night, and then, like, you 
yeah. theory for like a night. And she was like, Do you have any games I could play? And I was like, Come into my office. <laughs> and she stood there for 20 minutes. Like, She's like, What have I done? No. Like, I don't even know what to do with this. What What do I do now? It's going to be cute when she comes over and says, Can I borrow a book? Right. Oh, <laughs> don't tempt me. Do not tempt me. I have this deep love for libraries and for video like, games. <laughs> oh my god. You'll get lost in her house. I'm just going to start shopping at all of your guys' houses for things. This is why sharing is caring, folks. <laughs> I don't loan out my games, so you have to come here and play. That's fine. I could just move in with Kat <laughs> and we could merge our bookshelves and then make Oh my god. One whole room. Like, the craft room is going to end up being a bookshelf. Like, room. I'm not it's kidding. Now. Since Beauty and the Beast, I have always wanted a library to myself. I want right? I want a guy to give me a library. <laughs> yes. I don't even I don't even care about the guys anymore. <laughs> I just want that friggin' library. Cat. You gave me so I like all the memes yes. that are like Keep you your gave friends, give me the library. <laughs> right. I love all the memes that are like Disney movies gave me like a hair complex or like a guy complex. No 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 no. Disney movies gave me a library complex. Yes. Like yep. that's all I've ever wanted for the rest of my life. Thank you for ruining my yep. life. Yep. I don't care who you are. I'll marry you if you give me a library. Oh my god, yeah. That. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> you got down. a library? Put a ring on it right now. Done. Do Done. It. I will buy my own ring and put it on it for you. <laughs> Just give me a library. <laughs> G- give me that library. I want to make a put a book jacket on it joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's funny now is looking at my... Or like a bookmark. The five books I have on my bookshelf are cosplay and game books. <laughs> like, I have my Minecraft book that you gave me, and then I have a Diablo book. Nice. They're not even books that you read. I hide those underneath. <laughs> those are propping up the, all the video games. They're holding the, <laughs> the bookshelf. Oh, it's important to do that. It's fine. <laughs> and the ones underneath that are actual books are just manga. No. That's glorious. <laughs> read books, guys, is what I'm throwing out here. That's fine. fine. I have regular books. I have books on drawing. I have books on drawing manga, which is a separate genre, by the way. I have, I have books. Are they all in the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. But only I don't have the space. Ah. I don't have my library yet. That's what we're talking Ideally, about. I would love a card catalog in this room. Amazing. That would be amazing. I would come over to your place just to use the card catalog. <laughs> that would be fun. Like, I'm just going to flip through here and find a random one. Woohoo! I'm sad that libraries have it all on computers now and you don't actually get to, like, flip through the card catalog anymore. Not all of them. There's a used bookstore downtown that used to, it's a converted library, and they still use the card catalog for their books. That's amazing. Oh, that's cool. Although you get the kids that go in there and move the cards around and them to death. <laughs> which is why i would make an excellent librarian by the way kids these days don't know how to use the dewey decimal system <laughs> <laughs> things they will never understand it's gonna uh, be discs. it's gonna be those millennial you know memes where they you know they talk about millennials don't know how to drive stick shifts or things like that but it's going to be the dewey decimal system like <laughs> i approve of this message <laughs> I can do both, by the way. I can create a Dewey Decibel system and drive a stick. Nice. <laughs> I could probably do them simultaneously. She's like, I got because it. I'm that organized. She's like, and I know what a phone booth is. So. 
so there you go. <laughs> Snap. And I, my dad has a phone booth in our basement. That's amazing. Because my family okay. is crazy. <laughs> I need to see this at some point in my life. So I will take you to my family's house one day for lunch. And I will show you my dad's crazy ass stuff that he collects. And this is where I get things from. (laughs) Oh my god. It even has a a Superman suit hanging in it. Nice. Oh my god, field trip. Can we put it on? Yeah, no, you can Can totally play with it. And the phone inside of the phone booth works. He has hooked it up so it actually works. You can call out on that phone. Uh, I want to I call in. Your mom would kill me. <laughs> no, I don't think she would She would kill you at all. She'd be like, oh my god, someone's calling me! <laughs> my phone she, lo- she loves talking on the phone. And she would love talking to you. So it's totally fine. So I feel like I have to veer way off the reservation now because... I oh, didn't this is fine. go anywhere near any of the like normal things that people like people collect like normal things like you know pop figures and books and pins and all these you yeah, know like video games. Like I don't I don't know. I don't like collecting things. I'll collect like a a few of everything and it's like small amounts cuz I'm super picky about like everything. I am just a picky person. But the one thing that I can absolutely collect for days and days and days, and if I show up next to one, it could be the saddest little looking whatever, but I need it in my life and I will steal something from it, is volcanoes. I legit collect volcanoes. It's fine. It's amazing. Everything's fine. I desperately wanted to be a volcanologist when I was a child. Like, I wanted to be president and a volcanologist and an astronaut, and that was okay, my... A volcanologist sounds very, like, Star Trek of you. Right. I want to study Vulcans. Except I'm pretty sure at that point they were just like, Vulcanology is boring. Because <laughs> we can go to space. <laughs> <sighs> but so this all kind of started because my brother came back from um, from Seattle, like on a business trip, and he brought me like this little capsule of ash from Mount St. Helens. And it has ash from different miles away from... Um, from the volcano. So there's one that's like, you know, it's like right near like the base of the volcano. There's one that's like five miles away. And then there's one that's like 20 miles away. And it's cool. Like how like thin it gets the further out it goes. Right. Cause it has to float and whatever, but it was kind of just, it was cool just to have like this little capsule of ash. And I was like, I'm going to collect volcanoes now. Like that's going to be <laughs> the thing that I'm going to do with my life. And so like, <clears throat> I feel like as we go, I'm going to give a little history lesson about all of these volcanoes I collect. So by the way, Mount St. Helens is an active volcano. It sits at 8,360 feet tall. It erupts every 600,000 to 800,000 um, years. No, wait, that's not... I put that on the wrong one. No, that's the wrong one. That one's... Mount St. Helens is the one that erupts very sporadically. Never mind. That's the other one. We're not going to talk about that one yet. So <laughs> <laughs> Mount St. Helens erupts very sporadically. Um, there's no kind of like... Like, the last time it erupted before the, the major one in 1980 was, like, in the 1800s. Like, so it's it goes, like, back. And then, like, there's even bigger gaps between that. And then there's, like, a whole bunch of eruptions. And then there's gaps between that. And there's no consistency to this volcano. And so it was pissing me off looking it up. Because I'm like, I just need to know how often you erupt. <laughs> it doesn't want to be a part of your system. It doesn't. It does not want to fit in my little <laughs> happy list of things that I wanted to time talk bubble. about. Screw your time bubble. 
So the last eruption, though, that it, that's like the last time it's kind of had some activity was between 2004 and 2008, where it's just kind of done like a whole bunch of little poofs at the top, like little poof, poof at the top kind of thing. So that's kind of that's kind of what it does. It just poof poofs. So um, I did pull like a little snippet from from the page about uh, the Lewis and Clark expedition and when they first saw it. And so and they weren't the first ones, by the way, to discover Mount St. Helens. And they never actually went there, but they did go past it. And so the little blurb said in late 1805 and early 1806, members of the Lewis and Clark expedition spotted Mount St. Helens from the Columbia River, but did not report either an ongoing eruption or a recent evidence of one. They did, however, report the presence of quicksand and clogged channel conditions at the mouth of the Sandy River near Portland, suggesting an eruption by Mount Hood sometime in the previous decades. So that was kind of like a cool little like, oh, they, you know, like floated by there and they didn't think nothing had happened. But Mount Hood had possibly erupted around that time. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah, just it kind of you have no idea. It mixes my love of history and my love of. All things explosively volcano-y, lava-y things. All in one little... Fire! Right. Fire and death! (laughs) Brimstone! So so clearly now I need to move into Mount Hood because I have a thunder egg from Mount Hood. And that mountain is 11,249 feet tall. So it's um, significantly taller than Mount St. Helens. Probably mostly because the lid blew off of it, like, you know, 30 some odd years ago. But it's fine. Whatever. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. So the, yeah. the odds of an eruption in the next 30 years are estimated between 3 and 7%. So it's active, but it's kind of like not super dangerous right now. Um, and they typically talk about Mount Hood not being like a super like explosive volcano most of the time. It, it just kind of gurgles over a lot. It's a gurgly volcano. It's a gurgle, gurgle. <laughs> It's like my belly. It's like my belly. (laughs) So thunder eggs are pretty cool. They are formed um, like in little pockets, little like like gas bubbles of lava. Um, And they have like this whole Native American legend around them that they consider them rocks of, uh, they consider them eggs of thunderbirds, which they um, assumed occupied Mount Hood and Mount Jefferson. Uh, and the thunder spirits would um, hurl the eggs at each other. Cool. So that's that's where they came up with what thunder eggs were, like this whole mythology around them, which I thought was pretty neat. So I, I remember seeing like this in the gift shop, and I was like, that's mine now. I'm going to have one of these. This mine. Dibs. <laughs> Dibs. I'm trying to collect different things from different types of volcanoes. So... Um, so I, you know, ash from St. Helens, mostly just because of it, it erupted and it was such a big deal. And so having all that ash from like different miles away was super cool. Um, but I wanted something different from Mount Hood. So when I saw the thunder egg, I like lost my mind. It was like, I'm just going to have that. That's going to be mine now. This egg is mine. Thank it's you. mine. Bye. So my very last one is Yellowstone. I have geyser water from Yellowstone um, and Yellowstone sits at kind of varying heights because it is a super volcano and so it is massive and if it erupts then it could like cause like a whole nuclear winter on the planet it's super exciting guys it's fine wow nuclear it's fine That's everything's fine wanted to hear in my life. everything's the, fine the, the words I've ever wanted to hear most together in right. a sentence are not you know I love you or let's get married it's, it's let's have a nuclear winter <laughs> Winter is coming and it's nuclear. So let's do that. Winter plantation. (laughs) 
Yeah, but it essentially could, like, block out a whole bunch of sunlight. It could, like, make winters extra harsh and extra long, and summers super short, and so growing seasons would shrink, and so it can do some massive damage to the planet. So super volcanoes are on this whole other level, and so when I went, I had, like, this one, like, super major fear that this thing... This is the one, by the way, that erupts every 600,000 to 800,000 years, and it last erupted 640,000 years ago, so we're oh, of course it did. still in, like, a safe-ish kind of zone. Safe-ish. Right, safe adjacent. It's fine. Safe adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> safe adjacent. <clears throat> uh, but, the most safe I've ever felt is when I'm safe adjacent. Mind you, we, we would personally have about three hours to get away from the ash once it erupted. So we'd have like a three-hour lead time on driving south. Immediately south. As fast as possible. Super south. Super south. I'd get pretty, pretty far south. Like Mexico hours. south, probably. Well, so, we can get to San Antonio in 14, so this is fine. Right. This is fine. Right. And we will... As long as you can beat I the ash cloud. <laughs> we're gonna get We're going to get arrested in Texas, but it's totally worth it to not die. So the cool thing is the caldera that sits underneath Yellowstone, which is this gigantic chamber of magma, is um, magma. 35 miles... No, 34 miles by 45. Five miles wide. So that, like, it's this big, gigantic basin of death. It's fine. Awesome. That right. amazing. I know. I know. Big, gigantic basin. I know. So I was a little terrified when I went, because I'm like, this, this, is, this is my life. Like, I will go there, it will blow up. I kept thinking, like, my entire life I have been waiting to go to Yellowstone. That was, like, my one of my other bucket list items. And then we went, and I was like, it's going to blow up this weekend. It's going to blow up this weekend. Like, this will be the weekend. This is the one time. It was fine. It didn't happen. blow up. I, we're good. <laughs> you didn't end the world. Good I, job. I can't. I probably can't roll the dice a second time, but, you know. So I feel like we should watch the day after tomorrow now. That's fine. Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. You know, I love I know. Jake Gyllenhaal. That, yes, I know that one and, and uh I collect Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> you do. You do collect Jake Gyllenhaal and Kit Harrington. These the, are things. The movie twenty twelve? <sighs> that one had like a whole like super volcano scene in it where Yellowstone actually erupts. It was kinda cool. Oh yeah, it did. That was the year of our Cusack. <laughs> yes. In the year of our Cusack, twenty fourteen. Actually for twenty thirteen, the entire year I had the year of Cusack written on my calendar. <laughs> Legit. So one of the cool things, so me and my brother and my daughter all went on like this little mini family vacation up there. And I remember walking like around the whole park system where like Old Faithful is and stuff like that. And we're walking on these, they have all these little mini wooden bridges that sit like maybe like a foot or so off the ground. Um, And there's signs everywhere that say, don't leave the path, right? And they have this like, picture of like this little stick man like falling through the ground into like a geyser of death sure logical right so i remember turning to my brother as a grown adult and saying i wonder how many people per year like walk off the path and literally fall through the ground into burning hot water and he's like no 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 that never happens you know whatever that you know that's just there to keep you on the path so you don't damage the rest of the park and i was like Ah. But the sign's there for a reason. Just like, you know, hair dryers tell you not to, like, drop it into the right. tub with you. I feel like they wouldn't, like, put a very graphic image of this guy falling through the ground into death water. <laughs> um, 
if somebody hadn't done it. And so I was like, no, come on. Like, that's got to happen at least, like, what do you say? Like, once a year, once every five years, something like that. Like, there's got to be, like, some consistency to how often people wander off the paths and fall through the dirt. Cue, like, a year and a half later. And, right, my brother's being super snobby about it because he's older and he knows so much better than I do. And so, like, last year in June, this man and his sister and I guess one of their friends or something like that had, like, wandered off the path, like, way off the path because they wanted to go do that, uh, like... Like, uh, what is it called? Hot potting or something like that? Where they go, like, sit in, like, a hot spring? They thought uh, this... Okay, sure. They thought mm-hmm. this was a good idea at Yellowstone. Mind you, the temperature of some of these uh, pools of water can get upwards of 400 and, like, 50 degrees or something. It's it's something really high out there. It's, like, well above That's 450. That's, like, my normal tub temperature. That's fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So this guy wanders over, he goes to lean over to test the water, and he falls in. Oh, of course. Oh, good. Promptly dies. Um, But they can't get him because there's a lightning storm coming into the area. So they can't retrieve his body. So they leave him. They come back the next day. Of course they do. Oh, dear. There's nothing left but his flip-flops. Oh, no. Oh, my God. And it was hilarious. Did they, did they find some delicious meat? Reading the article, the the ranger had said, in very short order, there was a significant amount of dissolving. So even if, like, they could have come back and retrieved him that day, there's probably next to nothing they would have gotten anyway. Oh, wow. So. That's crazy. Moral of the story, don't wander off the path. Just say. Don't do the thing. <laughs> death burning signs you should have seen when that story came out i posted on facebook and tagged my brother i was like look look at it (laughs) i told you (laughs) these things happen i'm telling right right see i was not wrong you don't wander off the path (laughs) i follow instructions good but yeah, so I have I have geyser water from a significantly less hot pool that I did not have to wander off a path to go get. But um, I got geyser water from Yellowstone. I have a thunder egg from Mount Hood. And I have ash from Mount St. Helens. And I'm planning to go collect basalt from one of the volcanoes here in uh, Colorado. Well, hopefully when it warms up a little bit. Because it's like a mile or two hike up to like where the mud flows were and stuff like that. So Yeah, definitely warmer is a good idea. Right. So yeah, that's too warm. Don't fall into any, and don't go off the path. Okay, <laughs> promise you'll go. Off the path. Luckily, the last time a volcano erupted in Colorado, it was like four thousand years ago. So All right. yeah, means it's due. Right, now it's due. Dump Liz on the electric fence joke. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely don't do that. Same thing. Don't <laughs> clearly don't do this thing. No, it's fine. <laughs> that's there is just like you know a suggestion. How do you watch the person you came there with just boil to death? Uh, well, I mean, I can't imagine you'd go in after him, right? I mean, like, if he, like, falls in and, like, you're kind of like, no, nah, you're on your own. <laughs> I feel like at some point like you were like, you probably should have pistol that Ben, so they did it. And you're like, well, serves you right. Right. Is, is it a Terminator situation where you see, like, a skull reaching out for you? Yeah, you nope that and run away. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> All the nope. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. Mind you, if one of you fell into one of these, 
I would, one, not come in after you because clearly you're dying and screaming in agony and there's nothing I can do because I'm not going in there with you. And two, I will tell the world of your story. I will, I, I will be your bard. I will be your bard. <laughs> I'll come in after you, Kat. It's okay. I'll come in after you, too. And then Kiri can be our bard. I'll be a bard for everybody. Maru, you wouldn't go in after them, right? No. Okay. Like, I love you guys, <laughs> just like, like nope. <laughs> I think we've just we just have this pact. If one of us is gonna die epically, we die together epically. No, like, I think that's just, just you two. Be Thelma and Louise or nothing. No, that's yeah, just it's... you two. And that's fine. We accept that. M- me and Maru yeah, are yeah. like, no, we'll help you hide bodies. You know, like yeah. we'll but like the help rest you murder. Of whatever people. you're talking about is not okay. We will not <laughs> die with you. <laughs> You guys die. We'll tell your story. Yeah. That's fine. Yep. Yeah, she will fine. social media the shit out of your story. I will. <laughs> <laughs> just happened. <laughs> no. You will live in Twitter infamy. I promise. I will tweet it as it's You know, happening. but that's all I've ever wanted. She'll that's live fine. tweet your death in the Kaiser right. water. Nothing I knew. <laughs> oh my god, all that's left is her pigtails. <laughs> She's like, who gives guys Periscope? Look what's happening. <laughs> Exactly. Download Periscope, otherwise you guys are gonna miss this. I feel like that is a legit note to end on. Alright guys, so that's been like our favorite collectibles. You should like comment or tweet at us and let you know, let us know what you guys collect because I mean like I think we have a pretty diverse, pretty interesting group of things. So I'm kinda curious what other people collect. Yeah, yeah we'd love to hear more. Just Just maybe not like you have more than a thousand video games. Right. Can you compete? <laughs> Get on my level, literally. <laughs> Can you tell the edition of a comic book by looking at the barcode? <laughs> oh my god. Right. That. Because I can. <sighs> no. No, I cannot. I can tell you how. Like I don't. I have like one comic book. I can tell the edition of a print of art. So I have that going for me. I can tell See. you how many people died in a particular eruption. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Hashtag diversity. Hashtag diversity. Alright, guys. I'm Kiri. I'm Mary. I'm Panaponicat. I'm Alice. And this is Shikari. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye.